Sponsored by Skin Slipper, a safer, smarter skincare device. Hey everybody, we're back with a very special bonus episode. Our friend Barry Suskind is here. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yes. So you are a therapist here in Los Angeles. Yes. And basically you're here to straighten our shit out. <laughs> I'll do it again. That's going to take a lot longer than this episode. <laughs> uh, this you is an 87-part series. <laughs> <laughs> this is an intervention. Like, what did I do? <laughs> I take far too many naps. <laughs> uh, uh, no, actually, uh, we know each other and um, have just talked before about, you know, mental health and advocating for that and sort of your approach to... Um, not only your practice, but your personal practice. And um, we, you know, certainly Rich Rich and I have talked on the show a lot about mental health and mm-hmm. advocating for, you know, that being just as, just as important as your physical health, which yes, I think it's will kind of push away and right yeah i think a lot of people focus more on physical health than mental health yeah it's easier to understand it's kind of like easy to take actionable steps yeah changing your diet changing your fitness routine it's visual right yeah Yeah. something you can actually see changing and whatnot and there's no stigma with it yeah exactly so yeah taking steps to seek out therapy to incorporate mindfulness into your life to start meditating that's a lot more challenging for people to do Mm -hmm. and it's a slower process usually yeah, which, I mean, most people don't like that. They're like, oh, <laughs> I have to work this much every day. Right, right. People want results. But it pays off. I'm such a proponent of therapy. I think everyone should be in therapy. And I say that as someone who goes to therapy every week, mm-hmm. faithfully. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in it so wholeheartedly. It has changed my life. It helped me to find the boundaries that I needed to be able to do the work that I do, like mm-hmm. to take on other people's problems for a living. Cause mm-hmm. I was really, really interested in becoming a therapist, but I thought there's no way I can do this. I was already like, yeah, I was going to say, is that how you got into to therapy? Were you, were you already doing some, some work and thought, Oh, this is really interesting. I want to do this. Or like, how did you kind of get into therapy? Yeah. I was kind of that go-to person for my friends. Yeah. You know, it started like I was that go-to person for my mom growing up. And that's a very common story for many therapists, I think, Hmm. um, are kind of shaped into becoming Mm -hmm. therapists, becoming good listeners and, you know, developing a lot of empathy and giving advice. Um, And then we get a lot of validation for that. Like, it was great to be be that person. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I was kind of like a natural born therapist, but then I was doing it for so many people in my life that I didn't think I could then also do it professionally. Yeah. Like, without getting completely overwhelmed. Uh Uh-huh. So for me, going to therapy was a great way to be able to learn how to maintain my empathy, but also not let it completely debilitate me. Like, not take it all home with me. Nice balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, because you could definitely can can take any anyone can take it home with them. I mean, that's a huge part of what I think we all sort of do is we those little things that happen during the day at work or what have you, then we're thinking about them hours later. We mm-hmm. really have the tools we need to push those away. You can't flip yeah. the switch. <laughs> yeah, it can be hard, but I think it's really, really important, especially in, you know, in this, any type of work where you're working with people, where yeah. you're helping people. 
or dealing with really anyone in life, basically. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Boundaries are key. <laughs> <laughs> and you do uh, a little more specialized work, don't you? Yes. So um, I have a few different specialties. I work with teens mm -hmm. and young adults, like 20 and 30-somethings. Mm -hmm. And then I also specialize in trauma, um, which... I don't know. I always feel like that brings the energy of the room down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, Trauma is not a fun word to yeah. talk about. Um, but we all have it. Every single Yeah. And it doesn't have to be something big like right. witnessing a murder, mm -hmm. a big car accident. It could be something very, very simple that's still traumatized. You don't even realize it. Yeah. And yeah. that's what people think of, right? Like mm -hmm. a, a murder, a car accident. Um, but you're right. It often is the things that we even overlook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, for a lot of your listeners in the LGBTQ community, there is so much trauma in even just, you know, for many people, just recognizing, oh, I'm, I'm different. And maybe I'm not like the people around me. Like, I don't know if you guys watched the Golden Globes. No, we made fun of the Golden Globes. Oh, you made fun yes. of the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> so Kate McKinnon did an introduction of Ellen. Ellen was receiving mm -hmm. like a some sort of a life, Carol Burnett lifetime achievement uh -huh. or something like that. And she talked about how for her watching Ellen helped her because she was recognizing that maybe she was gay mm -hmm. growing up and, you know, lifting weights in the basement. And she said, starting to recognize that you might be gay. It's kind of like doing 23 and me and finding out that you have alien DNA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think that no matter, like, I'm so glad the way that things are changing and I actually ran an LGBT group, TQ group mm -hmm. um, at a high school a few years ago. And I was really happy to see that they weren't having issues with the other kids at school. Like mm -hmm. okay. that was not a thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Even to have a group like that at a high school. To yeah. Me, it's like, I, wow, that's so, you know, that's so foreign to me. Seeing about my high school experience so many years ago. Right. Yeah. They would have like, well, also, I mean, I guess, not being from LA. True. Maybe even to this day would still not <laughs> allow that group to, specifically not allow that group to happen. Right. And so it's pretty amazing that that resource exists. Yeah. For them. And what they all were wanting to talk about was issues with their families. Um, because a lot of their families were not accepting of their identity. So mm -hmm. there is this, this yeah. internalized trauma, you know, even if people don't kick you out of the house of just, I think, growing up and recognizing that you're different, that yeah. you're, you know, that you're mm -hmm. not fitting the mold of what you're, parents or your family or your community maybe expects of mm -hmm. you. So yeah, I think everyone has some sort of trauma. I mean, and it can also just be something like being picked last in gym class mm -hmm. you know, consistently, which I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really blossomed as an athlete later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are some of my specialties and I just work with, um, you know, anxiety, depression, relationship issues, mm -hmm. stuff that we all struggle with. Yeah. Right. And my favorite thing is, is when people want to come weekly and just work on kind of whatever is going on in their lives. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and really those really shouldn't be the things that bring the room down because mm -hmm. we do all have those moments, but also it's those moments that I think help us get through to that next thing, right? If we learn to navigate one situation, the next time that comes up, we might be a little better at dealing with. Yeah. That, right. Absolutely. Right. And that's the whole point is to gain tools, you know, not just to address each situation as it comes up, but then to be better prepared for future challenges. Mm. Because as long as we are alive and interacting with other people and trying to have relationships, we're going to face challenges inevitably as part of life, as part of being human. Yeah. And, and hopefully we keep growing. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of explain because I think therapy has such a negative. So, like, like yeah, mm -hmm. so for whatever reason, I don't know why. If it's because of the 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 TV image that we see, where they're sort of being judged in a way, or they must have some like real deep seated problem. But I think it really, if you think about it as sort of like learning tools to manage your own mind and mm -hmm. way of thinking and way of communicating, if you start to understand, like, I don't know. Maybe you sort of communicate bluntly, right? So instead of like creating fires and, or trying to like change yourself and not be blunt anymore, just learn to keep that fire in the fireplace, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. and still, you can still say what you feel is like needs to be said, but just maybe learn to tune that in, yeah. but not try to change that and be this whole different person. Because I think that's a lot of people think that's what therapy is too. It's like, no, this person you are is a bad person and we're going to make you someone Something else. else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're right. And I think that that is a scary concept. I don't blame people for staying away from therapy if that's what they think it's going to be. Yeah. You know, that some expert therapist is going to come in and tell them how to live their lives. Yeah. yeah. Rewire you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What do you think some of the biggest misconceptions about therapy are? Yeah. I mean, I think like the one you just said. Um, you know, people think that they're going to come in and some people actually want that. Some people want a therapist to tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. So I think it can work both ways. It can keep people away or, yeah. can, you know, bring people in, but either way, that's actually not our job. Right. Um, well, cause yeah. that's obviously very codependent and yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The idea is to, to help them because I don't know what's best for you. Like imagine you come see me for therapy. I've just met you. Yeah. I'm not in a position to give you advice that's mm -hmm. going to suit you, that's going to align with your values and your goals for your life. So it's my job to figure out what those values are and what you want in your life mm -hmm. and help you figure out what you can do to get there, to get to where you want to go. And maybe some of the habits that you have right now that are keeping you from getting where you want to go, like that are actually sabotaging you. Yeah. And I think a lot of really smart people also stay away from therapy. I think that's another misconception is like, you know, that I've heard a lot. I'm really smart. I'm really self-aware. I know myself really, I know all my issues. That's great. I love, if someone says to me, I know all my issues, I'm like, that's amazing. You are <laughs> at such an advantage. Like you can just, you know, get off to the races. Yeah. You start because right. <laughs> you can come in and you can tell your therapist all your issues. You probably don't actually know all your issues, but you know, you, you know, a fair number of them, you know, the yeah. ones that kind of hold you back, Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. you know, from where you really want to be. So I think a lot of people think, well, what's a therapist going to be able to, to tell me or help me with? And the thing is that really smart people are, and really introspective people ask themselves the same questions over and over again. Like they think they're looking at things from all angles, but they're not. I mean, no matter how smart you are, you just one person, one human being just can't. You're like myopic. It's hard to see mm -hmm. all angles of your own life or of any situation, which is why the most successful people, CEOs of companies don't try to do it all themselves. Mm -hmm, yeah. you know, they hire people who have expertise in areas that they don't. They don't they don't try to run their entire company single-handedly. Yeah. Like it's impossible. Right. <laughs> they get that they have blind spots, just like we all have blind spots in our own lives. And so a therapist who may not be smarter than you. I mean, hopefully you'll find a therapist you think is really smart. Mm -hmm. But if you're a very intelligent person and that's that's one of the things keeping you you're like, <laughs> right. oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find a therapist as smart as I am. <laughs> um, you know, I'm very complicated. <laughs> they can ask you questions they're, because they're not in your head. So they're going to have a different perspective. And so they're going to ask you different questions than the ones you ask yourself. 
And they're going to maybe hear things that you say a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I love to do is to notice strengths of clients that they don't necessarily see as strengths. They just kind of take things for granted that they yeah. do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really powerful for people, you know, is to see themselves through my eyes, you know, going, oh, wow, that must have made a really big difference in that person's life. Like you really stopped what you were doing and went out of your way and, you know, listened to this person or did something helpful. And they just take it for granted. They just think, well, yeah, that's that's what it, you know anyone would do. That's what a decent person would do. Yeah. Um, and then also I'll challenge them if I notice that they're doing things that, that do not align with the goals that they told me that they have for themselves or the values that they have for themselves. I'll challenge them on that too. So I think there's a lot of value in seeking therapy because there's only so much that you can do on your own. And there's only so much right. that your friends can frankly handle yeah yeah we don't hear all your problems true and your friends then become involved Mm -hmm. in all your stuff right right and then that's inevitably going to lead to all kinds of issues down the road (laughs) (laughs) um has there ever been a case that's been like you've had to kind of either step away or to say this is a little too heavy i can't handle this or are you fortunate enough to not have to um, deal with that yet in my work yeah um because in personal relationships yes that has happened Um, (laughs) and i think you know that's kind of all of us it's the new year yeah you know it's a good time to maybe reflect on our relationships and maybe do a little bit of conscious pruning Mm -hmm. like you know think about the people you surround yourselves with true Mm -hmm. um and if they bring you up or you know if they bring you down um so personally yes i have had to do that Mm -hmm. professionally no, I've, I've been really fortunate. Okay, good. Um, I tend to attract the kinds of clients I really like working with. Okay. Um, who generally are really smart, um, you know, well-functioning people who just are struggling in some area of their lives, whether it's with anxiety, whether it's with depression, whether it's with relationship issues. Um, some people are in recovery from addictions. Um, and one of the things that I love about most of my clients is that they have, they actually have a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge misconception about therapy too, mm-hmm. is that it's so serious. serious. <laughs> yes. right. um, and it's not fun at all. Yeah. And it's so much fun. <laughs> that, that's great to hear. Yeah. See? yeah. <laughs> I have so much fun in my own therapy, in work with my clients. I mean, not every single session is like a laugh fest, but yeah, you know, right. that's probably wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> but there is laughter in I would say the majority of sessions there is, there is some laughter. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that that's, that that's an important tool for me, from yeah. my perspective. Well, mm-hmm. cause it helps someone turn something around when right. you can, you know, sort of have a laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. It breaks down that wall yeah. of you're you, I'm me. And this is the issue. It's like, okay, now we can actually have like an open dialogue about something. Right. And you know, my approach is, very much like I'm a real person in the room. Mm-hmm. Let's let's connect as human beings, not yeah. not the sort of classical like I'm a blank slate. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. lay on lie my lay on my couch. couch. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm taking notes exactly. behind the scenes with my glasses on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe napping for half the session. You would. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not how I work. Um, and yeah, I think that's another. Sometimes, I mean, that's kind of an old stereotype, but some people do think it's going to be that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I think that for me, coming across as a real person, you know, people people can tell. I mean, I try not to show too many of my biases mm-hmm. because, again, it's not for me to say what's best for someone. Yeah. 
Um, and I try to be really, really open-minded to, you know, something that might not work for me could work really well for this client. Mm -hmm. So I definitely don't want to judge. That's, I think, something that people are really fearful of is mm -hmm. judgment. Yeah. Um, so it's super important to establish trust at the beginning of the work. And I really, it's not just that I work not to show judgment. Like I really work not to have judgment mm -hmm. because I learned so much from my clients and, you know, I just want them to have the best lives that they can have like, yeah. to become the best version of themselves, not yeah. to help them become totally different people, mm -hmm. but to become the people that they want to be. So I do my best to be really honest with them and, and trust that they're going to be honest with me um, and do the work in between sessions too. Cause it's not just like coming every week mm -hmm. and doing the work in sessions. It's a lot of times I will give homework assignments, whether it's like journaling about something mm -hmm. or, you know, writing a letter that maybe they will never send to somebody. Uh, but that can be, really cathartic mm -hmm. that can be yeah. very very therapeutic just to do some writing well and there's also just putting the work to practice too like if you're you know you find yourself getting in confrontations and then you've sort of done some work on okay what happens when we get in confrontations mm -hmm. and you know that actually comes up then you can actually use that moment to be like okay well i'm going to take these steps and i think surprisingly they work and then <laughs> that's something that you then talk about in your next session. We're exactly. like, oh my God, this came up and it did exactly what we talked about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I could kind of just in my own life, I often have weird, random, uh, like encounters with people that become like negative and I didn't mean for them to or whatever. <laughs> and to being able to be able to just be like, oh, you know what, from your perspective, I totally did something that, you know, would have pissed you off but i wasn't even thinking about that mm -hmm. sorry and just to acknowledge that for them really changes like at least for myself <laughs> it's been changing the course <laughs> of my interactions with people yeah a because i'm i may be a little more mindful of like their perspective to begin with but also i think a lot of times we're just like well i didn't do that i did this and you don't even think about the fact that from this person's point of view it it looked this way or it was this way so mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to like actually put it into practice. I think that's such a good point, and I can imagine how that changes your interactions with people trying to see it from their perspective mm -hmm. and actually saying it to them. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not easy to kind of own up in those moments too, and also like realize when maybe you're falling into patterns that you don't want to do, and be like, ah, oh, okay, so here's <laughs> what I'm working on. You know, I'm gonna try and do this. That's that's very hard. Yeah, because it's so easy just to be like. I'm going to just lift driver one star. Right. <laughs> you know, so actually, yeah. whatever, you know, just um, kind of clearing the air or whatever mm -hmm. by kind of taking accountability for yourself. Because yeah. it's so easy to make it everybody else. Right. Yeah. You know, he drove past me. He was mean when I was, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah. That's such a big piece, I think, of like doing work on yourself is taking accountability because it is, it's so easy to blame other people, mm -hmm. but ultimately like the one constant in your life is you. So if everyone else is causing problems in your life all the time, like it's, that's a good sign to maybe take a look in the mirror and mm -hmm. figure out what you can do. Yeah. Get it together. <laughs> um, <laughs> and go to a therapist. <laughs> yes. So, uh, before we wrap things up, I know that you're a single lady in LA, and uh, I can only imagine as a, a therapist that you must get some interesting, um, at least anecdotal things that you might be able to share with our listeners. <sighs> yes. Um, so, 
I was actually just out to dinner with some friends last night and we were walking through the bar area on our way out and these guys started talking to us and, you know, asked what I did and said I'm a therapist. And um, (laughs) one of them just asked, what number am I thinking of? (laughs) And I was like, I'm not a psychic. (laughs) Um, And you would be surprised how often that happens. I have never... (laughs) Same. No. No, I've never... I've never thought that, nor have I ever known anyone to think that way, but that's... I've never heard anyone say that. So crazy. That's actually a common thing that's going on. That is actually something I would, like, think you'd see on a, like comedy show or something yeah right. like, i know i know it's like i i still i expect it because it you really would be surprised i mean it happens but like every time i'm kind of shocked i'm like really are you okay you've clearly never seen a therapist but, you know, that's your response i mean they it's good though because they automatically eliminate themselves like i mean i i certainly would never be interested in dating someone who responded yeah to finding out that I'm a therapist asking me, you know, what number. (laughs) And then another one is like, um, are you going to analyze me? I get that all Mm -hmm. the time too. So, and that's, that's great too, because I'm like, Oh, okay. You're you're afraid of what I'm going to find out. Yeah, to know you. True. It's like you just told you just told in yourself. Right. You literally, just told me everything I needed right. to know. Yeah. And well, but that's also not what therapy is either. It's not as though you're like figuring out everything that someone is. It's like there you can only really read back to them what they're going to give you. Right. Right. I mean, like. Plenty of serial killers have only gotten so far in therapy because they're not willing to really put forward anything. So it's like if you're not, you know, putting anything out there in the process, then of course they're not going to figure you out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Except that by asking if I'm analyzing, like, I, actually, well, yeah. I actually figured right. them out very quickly. Yeah, I was clearly being very scared. You're like, yeah. not anymore, I'm not. Bye. <laughs> as, much as, as much as I need to know. Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> and you're writing a book about your experiences, correct? I am. I'm writing a book. Um, so, okay, the working title at the moment is Confessions of a Psycho Therapist. Get it? Psycho I like it. Therapist. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. It may change. My agent wants me to change it. But um, so if anyone has any suggestions. Yes. There you go. Because um, you're on social. You're on Instagram. I am on social. Yes. yes. It's psycho underscore therapist <laughs> underscore confessions to make it clear that psycho and therapist are two different, two different words. Don't, don't worry. You you can change your Instagram name if you have to with, uh, with the book. But yeah, you should definitely have people like get at you with some suggestions. Yeah. I like the title. Thank I like you. the title too. If the agent's listening, leave it <laughs> as it is. I think it's witty. I think it's straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, so it's about, though, I think she wants it to be more specific to, like, what it's about. So it actually is about my experiences searching for love. Mm-hmm. Um, as a therapist, who's also a real woman, who is also a flawed human being and doesn't always make the decisions that you would think a therapist would make. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there are a lot of, not only misconceptions about therapy, but ideas about therapists as these very, like, I don't know, just, like, conservative, kind mm-hmm. of buttoned up. Yeah. People who are not that fun. And who like, have it all figured out already. Have mm-hmm. it all figured out. <laughs> and, like, garden and knit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> have a cat or two. <laughs> um, and, you know, are kind of boring. And that's, that's not me. Um, and I have some really, really funny stories mm-hmm. from my 
dating experiences in my <laughs> your misadventures. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I have I do have this knowledge as a therapist, as someone you know who is educated about the you know motivation and and the way that we think about things and our desires, um, which presents some challenges because I'm very very specific about what I'm looking for, um, but also. In the book, I'm going to use humor and to talk about these funny stories, but then also like slip in some insight. Mm-hmm. So there are some lessons that people will learn while they're laughing. And I like the concept of bringing those two things together. Yeah. You know, I think like I'm a sort of personal growth nerd and I love to read books by therapists and mm-hmm. by people who have done research um, on, you know, everything from organization to like just being more ambitious, like getting more things done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, certainly improving your relationships, but those books tend to be really dry. Um, and I read them anyway, because I'm like, Oh, well, I, I like the content. Um, but yeah, my goal is to deliver some of that kind of personal growth information in a very funny package. Um, I love that. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Thank you. I'd watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. a lot of people have said that. So yeah, stay tuned. There you go. <laughs> so people can get at you on the socials, yes. Yes. And do you have a website or anything like that where if they want to work with you, they can uh, seek out your counseling? Yes, it's Barry Suskind Therapy. Uh, it's not spelled how it's pronounced, but they can look at the show notes. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a, we'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. All we that we stuff. keep it covered for you. Great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Exactly. Well, thank you so much for doing this very special bonus episode with us. Um, really uh, cool to talk about just the way that you, you know, have your approach to practice and and um, therapists are real people, y'all. So, <laughs> and they like wine just like us. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And she's sticking around for the main show. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Well, we'll have to kind of follow up with you when the the book is at a, a you know another stage in development because yeah. that's kind of an exciting like follow up because it's such a like creative fun process to go through but it's also like really really stressful. So we'll see you on the other side of that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a number one bestseller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time. Goodbye and stay healthy. Bye.